ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء اتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين الله إزهم ويبريز we praise Him and we thank Him. And we seek refuge in Him from the evil of our own souls and the evil of our actions. Whomsoever He guides, none can misguide Him. And whomsoever He leaves astray, none can guide to the truth. And I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship but God Almighty alone and that Muhammad wasallam is His slave and messenger. O you who believe, be mindful of Allah as He should be minded and do not die except as Muslims. O mankind, be mindful of your Lord who created you from one soul, and from that soul its mate, and from those two spread many men and many women. And be mindful of the wombs that bore you, and be mindful of those you ask your rights from, for indeed Allah is ever watchful over you. O you who believe, be mindful of Allah and speak the truth. He will guide you to righteous deeds and forgive you of your sins, and whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has achieved the greatest achievement. The best of speech is Allah's speech. And the best of guidance is Muhammad's guidance. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the worst of things are those newly introduced and everything newly introduced into faith as an innovation and every innovation goes astray and everything which goes astray leads to the hellfire. And that which was promised will come to pass and there is nothing that can be done to avert it. Some of the pious people of the past they used to say, "Men Whoever consistently knocks at a door, eventually that door will be opened. Whoever consistently knocks on a door, eventually that door will be opened. And in one sense, this is a very true statement. Because if you want something in life, whether it be material or spiritual, you have to put in effort. You have to put your best foot forward. Man wajida khayran, falyahmadillah. Wa man wajida ghayra dhalika, falayilumanna illa nafsahu. As the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever finds good, let them praise Allah. And whoever finds other than that, they have no one but themselves to blame. So it takes something from us. We have to put in the effort. 
But there's another type of door that we think we need to knock at. And sometimes that's not the case. It's reported that Rabi'at al-Adwiyah, rahimahullah, one of the pious women of the past, Rabi'ah, it said that she was passing by the halaqa, the knowledge circle of Asari al-Saqli, one of the scholars of that time, and he was saying to his students, whoever consistently knocks the door, eventually it will be open. She said, Ya hadha, hey, you are, she said, the door has always been open. The door has always been open. But the problem is not the door. The problem is you walking away from the door. Or you shutting the door in your own face. But the door of Allah has always been open. How can you reach your goal if the very first step that you take is a misstep? Sometimes it takes changing our perspective to make us look at things differently, to understand why it's so important that we find out what it is that stops us from our spiritual success. We all want to be successfully successful spiritually. If that wasn't the case, then when we hear the when we hear the muaddin say "Hayya ala al-falah," come to success, we wouldn't answer. Because what success other than spiritual success is there in answering the muaddin and coming to salah? But we have to ask ourselves, what is it that we're seeking after? And how are we stopping ourselves from gaining that success? Sometimes we're shutting the door right in our face. The Prophet ﷺ, it's reported in the Sunan that he said, مَنْ هُمَانِي لَا يَشْبَعَانِ طَالِبُ عِلْمٍ وَطَالِبُ دُنْيَا There are two hungry people who are never satisfied. The one who seeks knowledge and the one who seeks worldly gain. It's reported in the Muatta or in the in Ibn, Ibn Abi Dunya that Isa ibn Maryam alayhi salam Jesus the son of Mary said Talibud dunya kasharibil khamr the one who seeks after worldly life is like the one who drinks alcohol he drinks intoxicating beverages kullu ma sharib atash every time he drinks he gets more thirsty if we're consistently drinking the khamar, the whiskey, the wine and the beer of our own desires, of our own contentions, of our own whims, of those things that we want, if we're always buying into the lowest form of character, the lowest values that we can have, the worst attitudes that we can embody. When is it that we'll ever be sober? If we're always drinking, how is it that we can accept, expect to get sober? How is it, as Rabi'ah said, we take a step, but the first step 
is a misstep. If you consistently sin, you will fool yourself eventually in several ways. And none of us here are free from sin. Not a single one of us. And none of us will gain salvation simply because of what we do. The Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Every child of Adam sins, but the best who sin are those that constantly repent. And none of us will enter Jannah simply because of the actions that we do, but they are integral. The Prophet ﷺ said to his companions, None of you will enter Jannah because of your actions. Not even you, O Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Wala ana illa ayatagamadani Allahu yarahmatihi. Said not even me. Only if Allah envelopes me in his mercy. So then why do we do these actions? To qualify for that mercy of Allah. Allah doesn't La yajibu Allahi shay. Nothing is obligatory for Allah to do. But how do we qualify? Is it obligatory that you show up at the local university and they give you a diploma? No. But how do you qualify for the diploma? You take the appropriate number of credit hours. You put in the effort. But what if all you did at school was take the wrong classes and go and test the wrong tests? And the whole time you're saying to yourself, I'm enrolled in college, I'm doing great. Eventually, graduation day will come, and you'll say to yourself, why don't I have a diploma? Why am I not walking with everyone else? And the reason being is that, because we fool ourselves that the things that we're doing are enough. You can't reach home safely if you're a habitual drunk driver. Which means, we have to be cognizant of the things that we do before we do them. We many times feel entitled to the salvation from Allah, from the goodness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for us. <coughs> because we're great, because we're amazing, because we're magnificent, because we are who we are. We don't think of putting in the effort to qualify for that mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're slamming the door shut in our own faces. And then wondering why we haven't received what we expected. Many times, it's a simple miscalculation from us. Sometimes we don't get what we want in life because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to test us. Sometimes we don't get what we want in life because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows that that wouldn't be good for us. Sometimes we don't get what we want in life because of our sins. You might say to yourself, well, how will I ever know? And here's the secret. You won't. And that's the secret and the, motiv the motivating factor in us pushing forward every single day. Why 17 times a day we should be saying, guide us to the straight path. Somebody says, but I'm Muslim, I'm on the straight path. Okay, but when you drive on I-10, you still need to navigate going from lane to lane. You still need help. You still have to put on your turn signal, look in your mirrors. The same thing goes with us seeking guidance 
day in and day out. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I created man and jinn for nothing, nothing except to worship me. So what we do in life should be focused on the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that our base state as human beings is that we are good people. That we are good at our core. The door wouldn't be closed in our face and we'd have to knock it. But because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us as good people, created us with innate values that we want to do good for ourselves and for others, the door for us is always open. But we have to ask ourselves, have we walked away from that door? Have we closed the door through our own actions? What is it that has taken us away? In Sahih Muslim, in the Hadith Qudsi, the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنِّي خَلَقْتُ عِبَادِي حُنَفَاء I created my slaves, my servants, as hunafa, those who are directed towards my worship. But the shayateen made them stray from their faith. What this all goes back to is what we allow our hearts to tell us. Your heart speaks subconsciously to you. Every day, day in and day out, you see things and you have to make a conscious decision as to whether to engage in it or not. The Prophet ﷺ said, مَنْ رَأَى مِنْكُمْ مُنْكَرًا فَلْيُغَيِّرْهُ بِيَدِي فَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِعْ فَبِلِسَانِهِ فَإِنْ لَمْ يَسْتَطِعْ فَبِقَلْبِهِ وَذَلِكَ أَضَعْفُ الْإِيمَانِ Whoever sees some evil from amongst you should change it with his hand, if that's his place to do so. And if not, he should say something. And if not, then he should reject it with his heart. And that is the lowest form of faith. So we still have to take a moral value-based position on anything that we see in life. In another hadith, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, تُعْرَضُ الْفِتَنْ Trials and tribulations and difficulties come to your heart like wood is thrown onto a campfire. So any heart that acts like the fire that wants to keep taking in fuel will become blackened by its soot. وَأَيُّ خَلْبٍ أَنْكَرَهَا نُكِّتَتْ فِيهِ نُكْتَةٌ بَيْضَى And any heart that rejects that will, be, will, will have a white spot placed onto it. حَتَّى يَصِيرُ عَلَى قَلْبَيْنِ Until the person is either one of two hearts. قَلْبٌ أَبْيَضٌ قَلْبٌ أَبْيَضٌ مِثْلَ الصَّفَى A white heart like the mother of pearl or like an opal. Like a beautiful polished stone. So trials and tribulations won't affect him as long as the heavens and the earth exist. Wa 
مرباد کلکوز کلکوز مجخیه لا يعرف معروفا ولا ينكر منكرا and the other is like a howl, hollowed out blackened shell it neither knows good nor does it reject what is bad see if we're going to talk about and spiritual success ask yourself when you leave here today what sort of heart do I have day in and day out when I wake up in the morning what sort of heart do I want do I want the heart that rejects that which goes against my value as a Muslim that devalues me as a human being that devalues me as a believer or do I want the heart that simply takes every pollutant from society, from his surroundings in, until there's no difference between anything. He neither knows any good, nor does he reject any evil. So how do we prevent ourselves from spiritual success? We prevent ourselves from from coming to the success that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for us by consistently pursuing those things that are not pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By consistently pursuing those things that we are passionate about for ourselves. Even if they look like they're being done for religious reasons. We consistently jeopardize our spiritual success by walking away from the open door of madhfirah and tawbah and rahmah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has left open for us. May He direct our faces towards that qibla and make us from amongst those who have been forgiven. Aqulu ma tasma'un wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa risal muslimin min kulli dham fa astaghfiruhu innahu huwa ghafur rahim. الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اتبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين All praises due to Allah alone and may his peace and blessings be upon our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his family and his companions and all those who follow them in righteousness until the day of resurrection Ameen So what are a few things that we can walk away today with to embody the idea of Hayya al-Falah. To embody the idea of spiritual success. We don't want that second heart, that hollowed out shell, darkened by the pollutants of life. So how do we get that other heart? We want to be able to tell the difference between good and bad. How do we gain that heart? One of the primary things that we have to do is we have to start with humility. If we don't have the humility, the requisite humility, the Prophet ﷺ said, مَن تَوَاضَعَ لِلَّهِ رَفَعَهُ اللَّهِ Whoever humbles himself for Allah, Allah will raise them. So many things that we do in life, we look 
to raise ourselves above others. Not realizing that by making ourselves vulnerable, we strengthen ourselves. By making ourselves accessible, we support ourselves. By making ourselves humble, Allah raises us. One of the Bedouins came to the Prophet ﷺ as he was walking with Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. And he said, Ya Muhammad, a'atini min maalillah ladhi a'taq falaysa min maalik wa la maala abik. Hey, we don't talk like this to the Prophet, but they did. Some of them. Hey, Muhammad, give me the money that Allah gave you because it's not your money or your father's money. And then he grabbed the collar of the Prophet ﷺ and he jerked him to turn around to face him. Abu Bakr said so, 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 so harshly that I could see I saw the redness in the Prophet's neck from his collar being yanked against his neck. When he turned around, the Prophet ﷺ met him with the biggest smile and said, Kem, how much do you want? And so he gave him. And he said, are you satisfied? So he, he said, no. So he gave him. Are you satisfied? So he gave him. Are you satisfied? So he gave him. Are you satisfied? Yes, I'm satisfied. He went back to his tribe and he said, go to Medina. فَإِنَّ فِيهَا رَجُلٌ لَا Go to Medina. Believe in this man because there's a man there that doesn't fear poverty. Humility is key to everything that we do. Many times we want to have harsh stances with our spouses, harsh stances with our children, harsh stances with our co-workers, our employees, our employers, our friends. Somebody that we have an altercation with in the street cuts us off in traffic. We think somehow that's going to get us our rights back. But you know what's going to get you your right back? By not even bothering with it. Push off what is bad with what is best. So the person that you were the strongest enemy of will become like your best friend. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه مثقال وحبة no one will enter paradise if they have the slightest amount of pride in their heart. Somebody said, Ya Rasulullah, Some of us like to have nice shoes and nice clothing. The Prophet ﷺ answered him, he said, Allah is beautiful, He loves beauty. Pride is denying the truth and disregarding people. So it's not wrong to have nice things. It's not wrong to do good for yourself and for others, to recognize your own innate abilities. We're not saying that. But you can't use those things to deny the truth, the rights of others, or to disregard them as somehow lower than you. Everyone has their place. Secondly, how do we gain spiritual success? By firmness. Because there is a 
problem that we have nowadays when we talk about humility. We take humility beyond bounds. We take humility to the point we take humility to the point where we don't know anything is good and we don't, deny, we, don't, we don't reject anything as evil. Oh, well, you know, I just want to be humble. I'm not going to say that that's wrong. I just want to be humble. I'm not going to say that I disagree with that. You see something diametrically opposed to your own fitrah, your own innate sense of good and, and evil. And you say, you know what? I'm not going to, that's not for me to say. No, there are things that are categorically absolutely wrong and absolutely right. And humility is standing up for those beliefs and those values, not denying them. That's the other heart that we don't want. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ عَلَى حَرْفِ There are some people who worship Allah on the edge. فَإِنْ أَصَابَهُ خَيْرٌ يَطْمَأَنَّ بِهِ وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ فِتْنَةٌ إِنْقَلَبَ عَلَى وَجْهِهِ خَسِرَ الدُّنْيَ وَالْآخِرَةِ ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْخُسْرَانَ الْمُبِينَ There are some people who worship Allah on the edge. If good comes to them, then they are happy with it. And if some trial comes to them, then they turn back on their face, having lost this life and the next, and that is truly the, the worst or the most clearest form of loss. If you're humble and if you're firm in your faith, then there's a third thing that you have to realize for spiritual success. And that is knowing that tests are for the best of you, not the worst. When Allah tests you in your faith, when Allah tests you in your money, in your livelihood, in your family and your friends, this is not because He doesn't love you. Allah is Al-Wadud, the All-Loving. The most loving. مَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ بِخَيْرًا يُصِبْ The Prophet ﷺ. Whoever Allah wants good from, He will afflict. حَسِبَ النَّاسُ أَنْ يُتْرَكُوا أَنْ يَقُولُوا آمَنَّا وَهُمْ لَا يُفْتَنُونَ Allah says, do people think that they will just say, I believe, and then not be tested? So the tests come because Allah knows that you're worthy of the test, and He knows that you're worthy of passing the test. And lastly, to gain that spiritual success, we have to subscribe to our higher values, things that go beyond material gain. Allah says, Recite to them the story of the one we gave our signs. But he pulled back from those signs when they came to him. And he followed, and shaitan followed after him, and he was from those who went astray. And if we wished, we would have raised him up because of those signs, because of that knowledge that he had. But he chose to grasp to the, wor- to the, to the, to the, to the earth and to follow his desires. So follow your higher values. Be that heart that knows good and rejects evil, that heart that is bleached in the, per, the, the forgiveness and the mercy and the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma gfir lana dhunubana wa israfana fi amrina wa thabbit aqdamana ya Rabbil alameen. Allah, forgive us of our sins and our transgressions and our affairs. And make our feet firm, ya Rabbil alameen. 
اللهم اجعلنا على قلبي أستقي رجل من الخلق يا رحيم يا ودود الله make us from monks make us have the heart of the most truthful amongst your servants O loving, O merciful, عباد الله إن الله يأمر إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله العزيز الجليل أذكركم وشكروه على نعمه يزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر الله يعلم ما تصنعون وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وأقم الصلاة. الله